The government is planning to bring its promised gang patch ban into force by the end of the year. The legislation will be introduced to Parliament in the next couple of weeks. Now, Mark Locks is a gang and organised crime expert at the Queensland University of Technology. Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you? Do you reckon this will go? Very well, thank you. Do you reckon this will get past the Bill of Rights? Um, that's going to be very interesting because it, it, over here, of course, we don't have the same Bill of Rights issues other than in Canberra and Victoria, which are the two jurisdictions where they haven't really brought in the laws. Mm. Um, there are human rights implications for it. It just depends on how much of the various pieces of Australian legislation they want to take forward. So uh, there's questions, obviously, of freedom of association that are attached to consorting laws, um, even in relation to displaying patches of clubs. Um, the other major issue you have there is half of your clubs are not straight biker gangs. So the common shows and rebels are biker gangs, classic style, American style. Tribesmen, mongrel mob are a very, very different type of organisation. Why look does like that matter, Mark? Well, it's going to matter a lot because the implications of preventing membership and reducing association are going to have an effect in relation to the Human Rights Act in a way that it doesn't apply to a normal motorcycle club, yeah. which is a voluntary association. So, you know, the mongrel mob has various um, community and family obligations and people join for all sorts of reasons. So there's other implications there that aren't there for a straight motorcycle gang. If they were able to get this past the Bill of Rights, right, if they were able to square this thing mm-hmm. off, do you reckon it would be successful in terms of driving the patches underground? Yeah, so what worked here, especially in Queensland, was... When the patches disappeared, when you didn't have 100 Harley-Davidsons riding down the road together, the level of perception of safety went way up. So that worked because the power of the patch, as they call it, is based literally on the intimidation value of the patch. So that was a genuine outcome of the legislation. All the other outcomes haven't actually been measured. No one sat down to work out whether it reduced violence. It worked in Queensland because we were first and a whole lot of the really bad bikies moved to other jurisdictions, including New Zealand. So we displaced them. You're not going to get that benefit because you've got a national piece of legislation. There's nowhere for everyone to go. Is it possible that what may happen is that it will displace people from areas which are well-policed into areas that are not well-policed? Yes, now that is possible, and um, but that brings us back to the question of is policing the power that you need to reinforce much more than the bikey laws? So the bikey laws can work. Um, you've got to have a very clear picture of what you want them to do. They can make it a lot harder for people to associate and commit crimes, but you've got to target it at the people who are going to be the ones committing the crime. Um, but 90% of the members of clubs won't even have a serious traffic offence and they're going to be caught up in the whole law as well and that's where you're going to strike the balance problem with the Bill of Rights. Right. Hey, Mark, always good to talk to you. Thank you so much, Mark Locks, Associate Professor at the Queensland University of Technology. For more from Heather Duplessy-Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.